This is a Brunch Pre-Oscars mini-podcast. It contains spoilers, but we can't imagine you care. If you haven't seen the movie and you are afraid of spoilers, there is no way you would logically seek out a podcast about the movie. Let us begin. The, the Irish, Irish Man. Man. The Irishman. The Irishman. By Martin Scorsese. The only of the Best Picture nominees that has a title card for a title that is not the title of the movie. What was the title card for the movie? It has a little mini scene to set it up, and then it says, I heard you paint houses. That's actually true. And then they continue on with the movie that they called as the movie... The Irishman. The book was uh, I Heard, I you, heard you Paint Houses, Houses, which, interesting. Now, this can be confusing because the movie is not called <laughs> I Heard You Paint Houses, and the title card says, yeah. I Heard You Paint Houses. This is one of the nine Best Picture nominees. You and I, when this came out, differ- had a difference of opinion. I would say that I really don't like this movie you liked it i did like it i would say i i don't like it to really don't like it i have fine i have five main issues with the the movie but really only four now because one of the main issues i have with it is that it has a title card (laughs) for a title that is not the title of the movie that's who cares who cares though? It's such a weird move, and Martin, for, like Martin Scorsese, even though he has a lot of cachet, I feel like I don't trust him to do that <laughs> kind of a weird thing. I think that like Martin Scorsese at this point can really do whatever he wants, which is I think demonstrated by the fact that he made like a four and a half hour movie for Netflix, right? But that's a isn't that that's like an Adam McKay move? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. in the middle of the. But like Adam the, McKay doesn't have the cachet to pull that move. Oh, yeah, that, that's we're, what I'm saying. He does. Oh, he absolutely does. Well, he, he, he does, does because he made because he made that his thing. But because he made that his thing, he does just weird off yeah. the wall shit. So, I'm like, down with that from Adam McKay. And then you know what? If Adam McKay made this movie, probably talking about an hour and 35 minute movie instead of a three hour and 29 movie. This is just going to encapsulate all my issues with the movie. This is a three hour and 29 minute movie about Frank Sheeran, who worked with Jimmy Hoffa. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's really like a Jimmy Hoffa movie. And f- I went in this morning, rewatched. Not rewatched. I skimmed through it for some things I want to figure out. Mm-hmm. And even fast forwarding through this movie takes forever. Yeah, because I would it's a three so. hour and 29 minute movie. Again, so it's about I, Jimmy I agree. Hoffa, right? I th- yeah, I think that it is too long. Um, and I've I've said in the past that like make movies however long you need them to. Right. But this one very slow, feel very long. slow in the beginning. Um, definitely some fat that can be trimmed out of it. Um, but. You know, Slow in the beginning and fat that can be trimmed out of it. I've got the exact numbers for you, pal. Okay. 46 minutes and 20 seconds before Jimmy Hoffa is even brought into the movie. We 41 okay. minutes and mm-hmm. 56 seconds after Jimmy Hoffa is killed for a grand total of 88 minutes and 16 seconds. That's one hour and 28 minutes. It's basically a the full movie. The movie Pop Star is one hour and 27 minutes. <laughs> 
with all of the nonsense that you have in this movie, and there's some nonsense during the Jimmy Hoffa stuff, with all the nonsense and the fat that can be trimmed with this movie, you could make an entire other movie. Sure, but y- your your argument that this is a Jimmy Hoffa movie, I think, is sort of off base because it's just as much a Jimmy Hoffa movie as it is about Frank and his relationship. Buffalino yes. crime family. So, like, those two things are intertwined with each other for, like, this grand big story that takes those two parts so like i I don't think that you can automatically discredit any part of the movie that doesn't have jimmy hoffa in it. oh i can discredit so much the movie that doesn't have jimmy hoffa in it i'm gonna get to another issue i have with the movie the whole the daughter doesn't speak to the dad thing yeah that loses so much weight because they established the daughter doesn't like the dad before Jimmy Hoffa is even introduced. So then once the Jimmy Hoffa stuff happens and she loves Jimmy Hoffa and everything goes to hell with him, she stops talking to her dad. She doesn't like her dad. She wasn't talking to her dad before she met Jimmy Hoffa. They I'm like, the I'm so not surprised. They talked. Like she was, they they, no, well, there was she a wanted part of- nothing to do with him. When they're at the bowling alley with Russ and Frank, she doesn't care about Russ. She doesn't want to give her dad the time of day. She wants anybody else but those two she's just scared of them she's a little kid and she's scared of them she's a little kid who doesn't like her dad so then as time goes on she continues to not like her dad and then this big thing happens oh no now she doesn't like her dad anymore no 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 no. she didn't like her dad so you spent 46 minutes and 20 seconds with all this nonsense but in that nonsense you established something that ruined one of like the biggest developments of the movie because she never liked her dad. I didn't care that she stopped talking to him. I thought that I, was, I thought that that was the uh, one of the better parts of this movie was the ending and sort of was that a woman didn't have any lines. Real good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was your fair part Why of do you movie? think that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is also nominated for Best Picture? It's well, all the women rich. don't speak. You know what? This movie. So this movie caught uh, crap for that. Yeah, but I I think, which is so I, I think misguided crap. Absolutely, they, they, they needed to establish that she didn't like her dad and she didn't talk to him. Um, Does the another, entire point of her character basically was like that? There, she had a bad relationship with her dad and they didn't speak. Right, and she got criticized for not having. This lines. is this isn't the movie that tops my list of the uh, best picture noms. That mm-hmm. I'm like, um, you couldn't have put a woman in this movie. That's actually that's going to be a different one. One that might surprise you. But that was a that was a criticism of this movie that may have been a little misguided. Yeah. But but no, I liked I liked the you, I know when we had the re- initial discussion, you didn't like the ending. You thought that that could have been wrapped up in in like five minutes. I liked how it ended and sort of like the human element that was brought into it and sort of how that was examined in terms of the personal relationships inside of the mob and outside of the mob. And do it in 10 minutes. <laughs> Don't do it. that they did a good job. In 41 minutes and 56 seconds where you bring in Action Bronson but the issue to there. <laughs> sell him a green coffin. But the issue there is... Because he's Irish. No, the issue there is is that you spent so much time on uh, like different areas of Frank's life in, in like these these all these decades that if you wrapped up in five minutes in the after portion of like his old age, it would have been a disservice Those to the entire movie. Those were the movie. parts of the movie where he was doing stuff. 
the he's out of the business now. He's right, out of the business. This movie was about the business, but it's about I his life. In in his so life, forty one minutes and fifty six seconds to say my daughter, who didn't talk to me the whole movie, doesn't talk to me anymore. They keep positioning it, positioning it as anymore when she never liked you. She never talked to you, and then you need a scene. She tolerated with action, him. Action Bronson. And because she was a kid, she was an adult. She enough. tolerated she him allowed, as an adult. She wasn't allowed to say, I don't really care for this guy. I'm not going to talk to him anymore. She didn't like him. She continued to not like him. And then you have to put it a scene there where he's calling her on the phone, where he's going to get green coffins from Action Bronson. <laughs> 41 minutes and 56 seconds. Who has the time? In those 41 minutes, 56 seconds, that those didn't hum. That was not a quick four minute, 41 minutes, 56 seconds. That was... That felt like 42 minutes and 56 seconds. That was a long 41 minutes and 56 uh, seconds. I will say, um, my my big thing here is I, I clearly like it more than you did. Maybe. And and uh, I think that it, it I expected it to be nominated for Best Picture. I think that it should be automatically disqualified from winning Best Picture because it had one of the worst scenes of cinema in 2019. Brings us to another one of the issues, the de-aging is distracting and on second on my second fast forwarding of the movie I realized it wasn't even just that terrible scene and that was a terrible scene it was but awful the first scene. time they show Frank driving the truck mm-hmm. they cut from him as an old guy to a young man and it looks like I don't know what it looks like it, it's bad it's distracting but the worst of it was that they de-aged the face and didn't consider that an old person with a de-aged face beating up a younger person as a young man is going to look like an old person or a severely injured young man. Yeah, and there were just so many things about that scene where that were a disaster and it should not have been included in the movie. I understand the purpose of it, but it should have either been reshot or, you know, filmed in a different way or with a different person. Yeah. Different person altogether. It's just that was I felt like that scene was inexcusable and to have if you have a, a year as strong in movies as this one is, you can't have one of the worst scenes of the year in a Best Picture winner. I also feel like it shouldn't have been nominated. So th- this is um, this is a movie that I would say falls into the category of there are just a lot of better movies than it this year, a lot of other ones that should be nominated. Mm-hmm. But this, even in any other year, I would say shouldn't be nominated. This is... This I think is the worst of the uh, best picture noms. Wow, I disagree. With one that, of the but... big, one of the other big issues is that it just wastes excellence. Martin Scorsese, Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, the Ray per- Romano, you can at least say Al that the Pacino. Performances were great, right? The performance, yes, you're always. But so that's what I'm saying. Then it wastes yeah, excellence okay. that you've got these great people. I guess my biggest issue is with Martin Scorsese, and I think that he should be punished for this movie for squandering good performances and great talent in an interesting story with a three hour and 29 minute movie that wastes what was it one hour and 28 minutes sure he should be punished for this and he's also nominated for best director which i i disagree with that one by, by a long shot because right. it's certainly not his best work um again there's a lot of fat that could be trimmed and just like the overall, I mean, again, the, one of the worst scenes in 2019. So I have no problem with saying that he shouldn't be in there for, for Best Director. Other nominations for this movie are Best Supporting Actor Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, 
uh, for best supporting actor, best adapted screenplay, best production design, which production design is going to be tough for a lot of these that are nominated just because 1917 and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are going to probably run away with those. Best cinematography, I think that's insane that it's nominated for that. Best costume design, if the aging falls into that, then I would say get the heck out of here. Best film editing and best visual effects. Of those, I would say Joe Pesci for Best Supporting Actor is interesting because he's just always so good. But I don't like the idea of this movie being rewarded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I don't have any problem. Like, it, it, Pesci was great. Um, Al Pacino was great. Mm-hmm. De Niro, I thought was, was okay. With the was fine. Watermelon vodka was <laughs> yes. Uh, what about adapted screenplay? Do, do you think like did they adapt? Did they really adapt the screenplay, or did they just take the book and then like use every page? Well, I've never read the book. Best adapted screenplay. Something different <laughs> than you are on to something. They didn't even adapt the the title. I we're not going to do big scores or anything like this, but this is a movie that if I were to give it a score out of a hundred. I would give a fifty-nine. Wow! Just bar- so I want to give it just the I'll, I'll give it the highest F. Uh, better or worse than Rocket get- Man. That's a thing. If you're new to the podcast, that's a thing that we do. That's a good barometer. It is worse than Rocket Man for okay. sure. For right. for sure. I'm going to disagree. But uh, you say is, it's better than Rocket Man. Better than Rocket Man. But this is a nice little uh, start to the series of Best Picture nominees. We don't often disagree as heavily as we did on this movie. But there you go.